How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 Rajon Rondo from practice here today. Um, the kid certainly is not giving anything away. He's not sitting there basically publicly throwing himself in front of everybody saying, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And uh, To the players, apparently, he's doing differently. And, you know, Doc Rivers was talking about it this morning that he was there the other night after they won next to the bus, shaking everybody's hand, thanking everybody for going out and basically, you know, saving his ass. Uh, and now it's his turn to go and do it here in game three on Friday. Time for our weekly get-together with Danny Ainge. It's brought to you by ARS Restoration Specialist. Call 877-461-1111 or arsserve.com. And by SBLI, dependable, no-nonsense life insurance at a price that you can live with. Call 888-GET-SBLI or visit sbli.com. Danny, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing great. Mike, how you doing? Danny, I'm doing great. Hey, do you feel – do you have a um, – a different look at the Rondo situation now that you can look back at it with a sigh of relief and say, all right, we got that game. Well, I don't know if it changes anything that, that transpired, but um, obviously the result, it was great. I mean, I don't think anybody was happier uh, with our victory than Rondo was. He was. I saw him with a smile on his face that I, I, I rarely see even when he wins a big game with a triple-double. I mean, he was very ecstatic that we won that game. Listen, I have no doubt that he'll come out and play great in the next two games because I, I agree with you. I certainly think he understands that he owes it to these guys because they bailed him out in that game the other night. But do you believe he learns from this episode? Because we've seen stuff like this before. We saw it with throwing the ball at the official here a couple of months ago. Is Does he finally get it? Yeah, you know what? I, I think that, that Rajan is learning all the time. I think he's a smart kid. I think that he, you know, does, didn't want this to happen. Um, it's just he's an emotional kid, and I think he'll learn. And, and he's getting incrementally better each year. And you know, he just got caught up in the moment. It was just a, it was a wrong thing to do. I'm not making excuses for him. Um, I think he is much better with with his emotions, but he's not there yet. You know, you played the game, Doc played the game, so I'm sure what you say to him has tremendous credibility. And I'm wondering, how do you? what's the best advice you can give him? You, on one hand, you have a competitor who's very passionate and you want those kind of guys on your team. We like those guys as opposed to people who just play the game just for the heck of it and they move on and it doesn't bother them. But there is a line that you can cross. What's your advice for an emotional player so he won't find find himself in the situation again? You know, I think that I think that Rajan has been talked to by a lot of people. I mean, he's got good people in his life, and 
he's he has uh, an agent that played basketball as well that he trusts very much, and Bill Duffy. I talked to myself and KG and Paul and Ray have talked to them. I mean, like I said, he's a smart kid. It's not like he's not listening to anybody. It's just life experience. You know, sometimes you have to go through it before it really sinks in. And sometimes it's not the first time or the second time or, you know, maybe it's the third or fourth time that he finally gets it. But there's certain things you just don't do in our game. I mean, you can play with emotion, but you learn at a very young age um, that you don't make contact with an official. And uh, or throw the ball at the official, and, and you know he's he's learning that right now. And I, I know that it, that neither one of those situations are he's proud of, and he'll get better at that. In your career, what's the closest you ever came to losing control and maybe bumping an official or or pushing him? I, I just don't think that that ever, that that you know my I had emotional issues and I would yell at officials and and got technicals and. And things like that, and uh, but I don't think that I ever came close to doing that. I don't know why. Maybe that was just, you know, like I said, it's just a line you don't cross. I, I got a solution for you. I would put together an old video because you used to give these stupid faces. You know, they're like, <laughs> uh, like, what are you doing? I would put together a compilation of all those facial expressions you'd have with an official that would tee you up. But you're right. I don't ever remember you even stepping forward toward an official. You would look at the at the crowd, look at everybody else, the arms stretched out like, oh, woe is me. That's what he needs to adopt. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a good strategy either. But um, Hey, it's better than the alternative <laughs> right now. Well, it, it is. You know, and, and, and all I remember is that as I got older and uh, I, I, I got much better at it, and I was able to control the emotions, even when the the calls didn't go your way. Um, I don't think you have to completely take away the emotion, and you just learn to control it and and make it better. And I think that it will with Rondo. Well, let's go back to game two. You went, you guys win that game. You were down, uh, you were down early. You were down in the third quarter. What? Now that you look back on it, what do you think was the key to turning that game around? And did you see it coming? Well, I, you know, I don't know if I saw it coming. I mean, I think that the, uh, as in hindsight, the the two big threes by with by Keon were were enormous. They just stopped the bleeding. We hadn't made an outside shot or three point shot in the whole series, and I think that the, that that sort of I could I could sense that it gave Paul a lift. You know, because Paul was carrying carrying a, a heavy offensive burden, and watching Paul's body language throughout the course of the game, he had his ups and downs, and he was trying to pace himself and, and hoping someone else could do it for a minute, and, and um, I thought that that gave Paul a lift. It gave him a second energy, and I think that that uh, shot of adrenaline to Paul was huge at that time that Keon made those baskets, and then and then just I thought our, you know, overall, um, I thought Doc did a good job, and, and you know, when he went small to, to play, uh, to match up with them and uh, to have them match up with us as well, I think that that changed the game also. And um, our defense was, was excellent. I think it, half. it was absolutely excellent. It, it is amazing that when this team plays defense, because you're right, the, the offense was not there. You, the guys were struggling for everything. And the uh, the dueling two uh, threes probably were key in the game because they were they were coming at a time 
when things were starting to fall apart. But when this team plays defense, even if they're not rebounding, they seem to find a way, as ugly as it might be, they seem to find a way to win. You know, that, that, that's really true. And uh, we do have a strong will. It's one of our greatest characteristics. And then to, to have a young guy um, like Avery be the catalyst of that in the, in the fourth quarter of the game was, was unique. I mean, he was there was a few possessions out there where he was guarding two and three guys. He was guarding the first pass rotation. They'd swing it to the next guy. He'd run out to him. Then they'd go to the third guy, and he'd run over and block the shot. I mean, it was amazing multiple effort um, by a young kid. Um, you know, has always played with that passion and energy, but, you know, is not intimidated by the moment, moment is not afraid on the road with no Ray and no Rajon to go out there and, and be aggressive himself. Uh, I thought that was great. A great boost for our team as well. I got to believe coming back home, the offense is going to be a lot better, and certainly the the perimeter game and the the three point shooting. But is this team challenged a little bit in that they do rely with their offense so much on the perimeter game that you're not getting enough easy baskets inside, especially when you've got Garnett playing out in the perimeter a lot now. That's where his offense is. Well, you know, one thing Atlanta's done a good job of is you know we're not even, we're not getting quality perimeter shots. I mean, we do get some, and I think that we're, uh, so we think that, oh, you know, well, we had three or four really quality good perimeter looks, and we missed those, so, you know, we're, we're missing easy shots, when I think not. I think Atlanta's doing a very good job defensively, and a lot of shots are contested, so when you do get a wide-open look, it's, the tendency is to rush it, and you're not playing with any confidence, because you're not getting a lot of easy looks, and uh, so, I think that, you know, we got to keep moving the ball. And uh, I thought we did a better job of moving the ball. But, uh, like I said, Atlanta's defense is good. They have good athletes. And um, they're containing us off the dribble. I think they're doing a really good job defensively. Game three is tomorrow. What's the latest on Ray Allen? Can we expect to see him? You know, I'm not certain. Uh, I guess a lot of it is going to depend on how the foot responds after practice today. Uh, but he went through practice today, and that's very encouraging. Now, now, let me ask you this. I, I know this this wouldn't happen on your team, but just as an example, as somebody who was uh, in, in charge of, of, of making sure everything runs smoothly and, and making sure players do what they're supposed to do, in addition to the head coach, if one of your players were to – uh, smash a fire extinguisher after a game and cut his hand and make him unavailable for a playoff game. Uh, can we get to the point where we say, I'm not going to pay you for that? Would that be fair? Would that be fair to do? I mean, I, I, I know it's emotion and people make mistakes, but that has to be one of the strangest incidents I've heard of in a long time. Yeah, that is that is strange. Um, I don't know what started it. or I mean, it was just frustration. I've seen guys... Uh, I saw a guy on my college team like kick a garbage can as he came into lock into the locker room, just kicked it as hard as he could, and and the, the garbage can was full of cement, and he didn't know it, and he just like smashed his foot, and you know, and just in agonizing pain. Um, you know, I mean, I've seen guys, you see guys in baseball, you know, smash their bats or fire their helmet. I've seen little injuries happen as a result of some of those emotional tantrums that that people have in sports, um, you know, I don't think that it depends on the person and the circumstance. And, 
but I'm sure that it was just an accident. I, you know, I'm sure he just wasn't obviously thinking clearly that it's going to cost him. Accident and how? The fire, the extinguisher got in the way? It just popped out of the uh, the wall? No, I mean, I just don't know if he thought about the whole thing of the yeah. glass breaking and cutting his hand. And I mean, well, it wasn't know. it was an emergency. They were down 0-2 in the series. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so, and by the way, do is there any stipulation in any of the NBA contracts that if a guy does something like that, that you don't have to pay him or you have some type of recourse? I don't think so. No, I don't See, think that's cr- that's cr- that's that. that's crazy. Right. I mean, there is. There are behavioral recourse things, but I haven't studied it close enough to look at that specific issue. But my guess is, though. That's crazy. All right, final question. What do you expect? Have you talked to Rondo, and what do you expect from Rondo in this game tomorrow night? Um, you know, I know that, that Rajon will be ready. I know that he'll be emotional. I, I hope he doesn't try to do too much, stay within himself, and just play as he plays any other game. And... Um, you know, they're doing a good job of, of really running at our shooters. Uh, Rajan was, was aggressive in the first game offensively. I think he needs to continue, not just for our next game, but uh, for our playoff success. I think he needs to have confidence in his mid-range shot and, and knock down some of those mid-range shots to make teams pay for uh, running at our other shooters and taking away our post game. All right, Danny. Good luck this weekend, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, guys. Thanks. See you later. Have a good one. Danny Ainge, president of basketball operations of the Boston Celtics, right here on The Big Show. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 